You're now listening to the Live Different Podcast with Matt Wilson. What's up, Live Different Podcast listeners? I am here to tell you a little bit about something new we have launched via Under 30 Experiences, our new line of custom experiences open to any age, bringing together communities around the world. Literally, if you are a blogger, a fitness coach, a yoga teacher, or someone who has a community that you want to bring together to go on an amazing trip somewhere across the world, you should bring them down to Costa Rica. You should bring them down to Tulum, Mexico. We will organize your trip to Bali. We will go out there with Iceland with you and up to 20 of your closest friends, followers, community members, Open to all ages, custom-experiences.com. That's what's new with me and the whole Under 30 Experiences crew. If you haven't seen it, check that out, as well as our new trip to Thailand. You guys are going to love 10 days from Bangkok up to Chiang Mai in the Highlands and down to the glorious islands of Thailand and Southeast Asia. Check us out, Under 30 Experiences. And now, back to your regular scheduled programming. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Live Different Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Wilson, and today I am continuing with our experimental episodes, a series that I've been dying to do about my personal evolution and how I can take my lessons from travel and pay them forward to other people. So these are going to be lessons from everything from our very first episode on minimalism uh, to today's episode on becoming a digital nomad I've just completed the third blog post, which is going to be found on under30experiences.com slash blog, and that is about getting into nature. And hopefully this is a series that I can continue to run with if I can beat back the resistance of getting my creative work out there into the world. I want to continue on to all the things that have helped me along my path of the last Five years. I'm talking everything from starting to practice yoga and meditation to uh, advanced biohacking techniques like sequencing my genome and uh, just all sorts of crazy habits and practices from diet and nutrition to different forms of exercise to different mindsets that I've been able to harness uh, that I think I'm ready to share with other people. And uh, I mentioned the resistance that I've had. This actually isn't easy for me. I have done quite a lot of interviews, uh, not just close to 75 interviews on the Live Different podcast, but I've interviewed people for years on under30ceo.com where we had a massive audience, a half a million people every month at our peak uh, before we started Under 30 Experiences. And yeah, I have some resistance. And I think a lot of you guys, if you're listening, 
have had resistance to a lot of different things. And, and what I mean by resistance is just that feeling inside that it's hard to get your work out where you want to write something, you want to hit publish on that post, you want to put up a video because you think you have value to share with the world. But it's difficult. Uh, you may be thinking, I have difficulty wondering what other people are going to say about my work. Uh, personally, I think, oh, geez, people are going to take me as some type of trying to be some type of uh, egotistical person who thinks he has it all figured out. And I stress to you that I do not have it all figured out. However, where I am today in my life is dramatically different from where I was five to even 10 years ago now. So this has been a evolution a journey of personal development, of looking inward. And as I've continued to look inward, I have then been able to see things for how they really are uh, from a much more objective point of view uh, without all of my biases, with all of my subjectivity, from all of my conditioning that I grew up with. And that's what the Live Different Podcast is all about. So I'm ready to do these episodes. So I want to get into it with you guys right now about the magic of becoming a digital nomad, why I have a love-hate relationship with this term. So if you hear digital nomad today, you'll probably think of someone who has read Tim Ferriss's four-hour work week, like I did my in between my junior and senior year of college in 2007, I said, shit, this sounds pretty good. This seems like something I could get into only working out four hours a week. And uh, in the pages of that book, there were so many quote-unquote life hacks or lifestyle design tips. Uh, and Tim Ferriss really popularized this meaning, this uh, phrase, lifestyle design. And he was the one that, that ran with it. And so much has popped up uh, after that. But it's about designing <laughs> your life. It's about doing the things that you want to do regardless of what society tells you. So society tells you, of course, the path that you have to follow. Go to school, get a job, find someone to settle down with for the rest of your life, sign up for a mortgage and a car payment, tie yourself down to one particular location. Uh, there's a great author named James Altucher, I'll link him up on the show notes at under30experiences.com slash blog. You can click the podcast category and see all of our past episodes and all of our show notes. But he's someone who I read in the early days, uh, five plus years ago, and he talked about, yeah, why would I buy 
a home and sink all of my cash, my capital into that, my life savings into a home, put myself in a tremendous amount of debt when I could go out and experience the world and live a minimalist lifestyle uh, or a minimalist luxury lifestyle, as the guys from Asian Efficiency like to say, I can try to link up that episode as well. Uh, But it's all about trying to do the things that you want to do in life rather than just work. That's the point. And that's what digital nomads really believe in. Now, I'm going to uh, tell you about the flip side of this about digital about digital nomading that makes me cringe. All right. So call me a, a seasoned gringo. I'm going to pause as I take a sip of, it's kind of embarrassing to tell you, I'm not embarrassed. I'm drinking bone broth right now for my gut bacteria, which might make me sound like a nerd. Uh, But these are the types of practices that I've evolved into to having that have made me substantially healthier. But when you hear the term digital nomad, now to me, it's become so cliche, so overused. It's become uh, this type of cool kids club. And... uh, I'm just not into it sometimes. I'm not into scenes, particularly. (laughs) I told someone once, uh, I'm not really into scenes unless they're my own, (laughs) right? Unless they're the ones that I've created. I'm not really, not usually into them uh, because it's people trying to follow a certain path. Uh, Again, you know, it's it's not people thinking on their own. It's people thinking, well, shit, Tim Ferriss moved to Buenos Aires. I have to go there. Um, and that's not true. You don't have to go there. You don't have to pack up for Eastern Europe where the cost of living is cheaper. Ah, I got a link to a great Eastern Europe uh, podcast that I did with, I'm forgetting her name right now. Uh, but the blonde travel blogger, she's not just, doesn't just have blonde hair, but that is her actual name. Something like that. Uh, I apologize for forgetting her name off the top of my head, Uh, but she moved to Eastern Europe and she talked about being a digital nomad there and what that means. Uh, and it's pretty cool. It's pretty inspiring. If that's what you're into, this entire series is going to be about helping you find your own path. And again, just because I'm going to explain what I did does not mean that you have to do it. Hopefully you find my story inspiring. Uh, But again, don't copy me. If you want to join the Cool Kids Club and be a digital nomad, you can. But I cringe a little bit when I hear that because it's kind of becoming, it has become this badge of people who you'll find in uh, hubs like... Medellin, Colombia, Chiang Mai, Thailand, you'll find in Bali, you'll find Tulum, Mexico, uh, Acapulco, there's a nice settlement um, of, of expats, right? People who don't really live in the United States anymore. But what I try, why I cringe, right, is because I see so many of these people and 
they're kind of the same people that I've tried to get away from in the New York City startup scene. Uh, they're usually stressed out, right? And it's a bit of a badge of honor. There's some ego involved in, oh, I own my own business. I'm still stressed out even though I'm on the road. And I'm traveling from point A to point B to point C to point D. And, uh, you know, somebody's going to sit next to you in a, in a coffee shop, right? And start talking, Hey, what, what projects are you working on? And again, nothing about this scene. I'm not trying to be judgmental, but what I've tried to get away from is that stressed out person who wants to talk to me about marketing because I don't really care. Uh, so call me a seasoned gringo, but I do cringe when I see the, you know, when I see people like that. Um, it's just like the hostel scene, which you can go to the hostel scene and, you know, I stay at hostels sometimes and I certainly stayed at hostels a lot uh, back when I first started traveling. But it's the same types of conversations that you get into. Oh, what would you think of this place? Oh, it was okay. It was cool. Oh, you got to go to this place. Oh, what's it like there? Oh, it's really too expensive. Um, if, you, if you guys have traveled in hostels, you'll know that these conversations stay pretty superficial. Uh, and so, anyway, call me a seasoned gringo, but I cringe a little bit when I when I meet people who really pride themselves on being a, a digital nomad. Uh, but, alas, it's awesome because the world is your oyster. You can move anywhere in the world. You can work from a computer. You can sit in a coffee shop, in a cafe, which is so amazing to be able to do and support yourself by running your own business. You could be a freelancer. You could still be a full-time employee that said to your boss, look, I can't do this anymore. This routine is killing me. This commute is killing me. Uh, literally, I'm not getting any younger. I need a change. And if you are indispensable to your company, you should be able to do that. I think that's a really important point here. So, and you can of course read more in the classic four hour work week about different strategies. I think Tim Ferriss even gets down to email templates that you can use. Um, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you how to do that. That's something that you'll have to figure out. I happen to figure it out. Well, very early because I never had a real job. Actually, while I was reading the four hour work week, I was interning at a hedge fund in Chicago, finding out that Wall Street was definitely not for me. And uh, I took that experience and started my own business with my very handsome co-founder, Jared O'Toole. Business Insiders, one of Business Insiders' sexiest co-founders, in fact, which I always make fun of him for. Uh, anyway, moving on. Yeah, so I figured this out in like 2008. And when I say figured it out, I mean I was broke for a long time, you know. But when you learn to live with less, you can, you know, being broke is not that big of a deal. Uh, if you're grinding, if you're hustling, if you are crushing it, like Gary Vaynerchuk would say. And you can see these are all my inspirations. These are all uh, 
mentors, virtual mentors. I've met most of these people in, in person. I have met Tim Ferriss. I have spent a little bit of time with Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh, yeah, these people I, I consider virtual mentors because I've, I've followed their stuff uh, for a very long time. And I urge you guys to find virtual mentors who you really like. And when you admire them, go and see them speak. Go and take the opportunity to be able to uh, meet them. If you have questions for them, email them. Fuck, email me, maddenunder30experiences.com if you think I can provide value to. If not, well, see you never. Okay, so uh, you might figure out how to become a, a freelancer. That's something very important here. Now, my best resource on that is going to be my friend and three-time Live Different Podcast guest, Daniel DiPiazza of Rich20something.com. Daniel helps people take their existing skills, whatever they already have, and leverage that to be able to go out on their own and make money. And yes, that means you can become a digital nomad. And that doesn't matter if you are a personal trainer or a writer or a marketer or uh, anything else that you guys have that are, you know, that you have skills with, you can go out and make a living for that. So check out rich20something.com or check out Daniel's book called Rich 20 Something. That's going to to really give you the basics. Um, So moving on, you have a business, you set out, right? I I skipped a huge part, but I'm I'm not going to tell you how to make money. Uh, You can read many articles on under30co.com where we've talked about this. But moving on, I want to get into the nitty gritty of the how and the why and really how not to stress yourself out, right? Tips from someone who's been doing this for five years because because of my habits, because of my routines, because of discipline, I am able to show up in any city and get my shit done, right? It doesn't matter where in the world I am because I've spent the last five years traveling I can get it done because I'm used to adjusting. I'm used to being on the fly. Some people are totally thrown off and I understand that. So if you can get into a routine that helps you be productive, that's the most important thing. You guys want to be in a routine uh, where you select a place and you can wake up in the morning and you can get shit done so that you can go and have fun. Or you wake up in the morning, go and have fun, and then grind it out later in the day. For example, Eric, our podcast producer, he's been in Europe. He's a under 30 experience as staffer. But while he's in between trips, he's been floating around. He's earned it. He's worked for under 30 experiences for two years. But when he decides, all right, I'm going to set up shop in Barcelona, a city that he loves, um, he is able to wake up, uh, he goes out and explores, does his thing, whatever he feels like doing, right? Maybe he goes, whatever whatever you can do in Barcelona, there's a ton of things. Um, And then 
he is more on the United States schedule. He logs on to Slack and he works maybe starting at noon until 8 p.m., right? And then he wakes up and he can do it all over again. And that's much more helpful for him because those hours are a little bit more like USA-based focused hours so he can talk on Slack with his team members so that he can be responsive. And so, uh, yes, this is not going to work in Asia unless you're a night owl. Um, I'm never going to tell anybody that they should be a night owl because I'm such a believer in uh, the value of sunlight and staying away from blue lights and circadian rhythms, etc., which is a whole nother topic, which of course I've, I've talked about a little bit on previous podcast episodes. But uh, it's all about doing what works for you again. Uh, so let's take a place like Barcelona when I was there. So I went to Barcelona and I found a place. Um, now, Barcelona is a little bit more expensive, but I was able to find a place that was connected to a gym that had good, healthy food sources, a good healthy grocery store down the street. Um, it had some cafes on the same within walking distance where I could go in case there was a Wi-Fi outage, right? Um, I wasn't in Barcelona for a real long time. I don't think that I had a Spanish cell phone, but that's very rare for me. I have chips from all over the world. Yes, uh, an Icelandic phone number. Yes, a French phone number. Yes, a British phone number. Yes, an Irish phone number. Yes, you can call me in Costa Rica. You can call me in Nicaragua. You can call me in Peru. You can call me in Colombia. You can call me in Indonesia. Yes, I have SIM cards for all those places. So, I go to a place and first thing I do, right off the bat, and I can tell you all of the good places uh, where to buy SIM cards. Um, for example, in France, okay, find the closest orange place. And you can walk in and you can say, parlez-vous anglais? And they will come back with you and they'll say, un petit peu, right? And that means a little bit. And then, well, you can go for it and uh, probably they'll speak decent enough English or one person in the store will, will speak decent enough English to be able to get you a SIM card. Usually when a French person tells you petit peu, right, that's going to mean that they speak yeah, they speak English, but they don't want to fucking talk to you in English. So they're just going to say that they speak a little bit. Anyway, that was a side note. Um, very important to get yourself 4G cell phone service. If you can, use a personal hotspot. That's what it's called on an iPhone. I don't know what it's called in uh, Android language. But yeah. If the Wi-Fi goes down, you simply stream the internet from your iPhone. So we have a rule at under 30 experiences that's don't complain about the fucking Wi-Fi wherever you are because you should have a chip, right? Okay, if you're in the jungle, right, there's a place called Rancho Margat where we go near the 
are in El Volcano, and I understand that place doesn't have cell phone service. The Wi-Fi goes down sometimes. If a uh, yeah, the one time the turbine, the turbine that spins in the river to be able to power the place went out and we just didn't have Wi-Fi. Actually, I think there's a solar panel that powers their, their uh, internet. So I get it. You're off the grid. But for the most part, you're going to want to be in a place in civilization, which, sorry, I love nature, so that's not the best for me. But if you go to a mountain town, okay, what blocks cell phone signals are mountains. So actually here in Costa Rica behind my house, there is a mountain and I kind of get shitty cell phone service and that's a little bit annoying. I'm a little bit happy because that means the cell phone radiation isn't frying all of my cells like it is in the city. We can talk about that in another podcast episode. But uh, yeah, here I'm set up so that I can call the technician when I need to, when the Wi-Fi at my place is not uh, working, but we'll get into that. If you are doing a quick trip to Barcelona, you're probably not uh, best buddies with your cell phone technician like I am, or your Wi-Fi internet service provider technician like I am here in Costa Rica, but that's that's okay. We can get into that in a little bit. Why? I believe that you should try to set yourself up. For at least a couple months, because otherwise, if you're just doing, if you're just backpacking through South America and you think that you're going to take on new web design products, projects, you're smoking crack. Sorry. It's just not going to happen. I mean, it's just horribly difficult to be able to do that. And uh, in my blog post on the Under 30 Experiences blog on being a digital nomad, I talk about, I link to an old school under 30 CEO article from 2012, uh, which was a journal entry where I was stressed the fuck out in Bali, Indonesia, literally people serving me green juices while I lounged by the pool with my laptop and I was stressed out. Right. Uh, I remember under 30 CEO had cash flow issues at that point. Uh, Jared was less than impressed that I had taken off for Indonesia uh, and left him in Hoboken, New Jersey, all by his lonesome. And um, but that was that was my calling. You know, I, I needed to go out and do that for myself. So if you have a business partner, you got to have that tough conversation. And Jared and I definitely did. Uh, shit, I actually remember watching in Bali uh, that that was actually during Hurricane Sandy and Hoboken got flooded. So, yeah, uh, well, I missed that one. But anyway, um it's very important. Let me try to follow the bullet points instead of skipping around too much. But I think it's important to uh, talk to you guys about the important points like how to choose a city. So I mentioned you're going to want to find a place that's usually in a city and you can check this amazing resource called Nomad List to find out. How many megabytes per second does this city 
max out at, or maybe it's the average. I'm not sure how they measure it, but you can tell what cities have good Wi-Fi and what don't, which do not. Uh, for example, random one that comes to my head, people from Kansas City, Missouri are so happy because they have Google Fiber and one of the most powerful internets in the world. So that's pretty cool place to be. Um, but other, you know, places like Bogota, Colombia, okay, the Wi-Fi isn't that strong. Uh, it, it doesn't rank that well on Nomad's list, right? On Nomad list. So, but it's cheap there to live. So you got to kind of, uh, you got to choose your battle. You have to figure out what works for you. But Wi-Fi is extremely important. Um, but don't try, try to go somewhere and get set up. I'm pausing because I just realized that I was supposed to do this via video. That sucks. The next one will be via video. Uh, I even put a nice shirt on. Isn't that a shame? Anyhow, um, so you want to find a city. You want to find a city where there's something fun to do, right? Walkability is important. Uh, one of the things that they tell you when you are starting a tech startup, right, is you want to put this tech startup located in a place where people can work late and walk and go get dinner. That's one of the key things for being able to have your employees work late. But same thing, if you're a digital nomad, you might have funny work hours and you're going to need some food readily available, right? I will tell you personally why Costa Rica is very difficult to be able to do, to be able to uh, operate from is because it is super slow. It is the slowest country in Central America. From what people tell me, I've traveled extensively within Central America, but I, I had a conversation with Luis, one of our under 30 experiences guides. He's originally from Honduras, but he, he's lived all over Central America and, and worked as a guide and has, uh, he's been in Costa Rica a lot longer than I have. And yeah, he talks about how it is just slower than uh, anywhere he's ever been here. So look, everything takes a long time. You might call the internet service provider and they might not feel like picking up the phone or, you know, your power might go, go off and who knows when it's going to come back on. Um, those types of things are really annoying when you're trying to be productive. Uh, here in Manuel Antonio, where I live, there's a bus that goes back and forth from the beach in the national park to the local town. That bus is supposed to come every 20 minutes. Sometimes it doesn't. But if you're spending 20 minutes at a time waiting for that bus, like I have so many times in my life before I purchased a vehicle, okay, yeah, you might be wasting your time. So, or maybe I should have lived a little bit closer to where the action is. Uh, so I wouldn't have had to wait for that bus so many times. So you got to think a lot about your own personal productivity um, and here, like I mentioned, the service is pretty good. We've got the 4G LTE in most places, but it's pretty mountainous here, and there are some shoddy places. Um, so choose your city. 
choose something that's close to natural wonders. My next episode is going to be about nature and how that completely changed my life, getting back reconnected with nature. So most importantly, be somewhere that motivates you. People ask me all the time, oh man, how do you stay motivated at the beach? Uh, I'll tell you how you stay motivated at the beach is because I want to stay here. It's because I want to get my shit done and then go do something fun, right? That motivates me to work harder. That motivates me to work faster. That motivates me to work smarter. That's why I want to stay here. Otherwise, you know, especially in the early days, who knows where I would have gone, right? It could have been back to living with my mom or fuck back to New York City paying through the teeth for rent. I didn't want to do that. So put yourself in uncomfortable situations where you have to execute, where you have to follow through. And look, my group of buddies down here, I'm not going to sit here and tell you they're the most motivated, ambitious people. Most of the people that I go and watch American football with on Sundays, for example, yeah, they're, they're hanging out at the beach. They are beach bums. They are surfers. They are uh, bartending to make it by. And there's a, I really find it refreshing. There really is a lot of value in that um, for me personally, because being an entrepreneur, you can really get caught up in chasing the dollar or chasing the next shiny object. But these guys really want to enjoy life, really want to relax, don't want to stress themselves out, don't take themselves too seriously. And I need that balance in my life. That works for me. Might not work for you. I know it doesn't work for a lot of people. Jared, for example, uh, comes down here and, you know, after a week of the beach, she's ready to go home. I'm like, all right, dude, see you later. When I go to a city, I go there for a few days. And I'm like, all right, I'm over it. Like, where are the trees? You know, can we go hiking out the back door? No. Okay. Then if not, I don't love it. So anyhow, uh, again, it's about choosing what's right for you. Now, I want to talk about uh, choosing your dwelling and a place to live. So best idea is to be right where the action happens. Like I explained, uh, if you're getting set up short term, okay, go to a city and yeah, research it before you go. But if you don't speak the local language, it's going to be real hard to find an apartment online, right? Uh, if you type in apartamentos Manuel Antonio, you're not going to find shit. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, you got to come boots on the ground and look for a place to stay yourself. And you better start to learn Spanish because most of the people, right, who are the older landowners, they're not going to speak too much English. So that's really important. Um, yeah, you can Google around, but uh, for example, in Cusco, Peru, where we have a, an apartment for under 30 experiences, if you Google Departamentos Cusco, Departamentos as they call it, uh, with a D, you're going to find places that are going to want a six-month lease, a bunch of money up front, 
mm, I just wasn't sold on that. And uh, a lot of times in these places, like, for example, there are places in Costa Rica that I've rented that was no question asked, cash in hand. Okay, the place I'm renting now is much nicer and I actually rent it from a gringo. And so, yeah, we have a lease written in English and I wire him money. So, it, but how did I find this place? Actually, I found this place on Craigslist. Uh, so, you can still check, but it was it was gringo to gringo. That's why. Um, you know, it's not a local spot. It's a, I guess I can describe the, the current place that I'm in, which works out phenomenally. I mean, I, I love this place. Uh, it is a four-bedroom house. It's pretty massive. I will not lie to you guys about that. And it costs as much as an apartment would in Austin, uh, Texas, for example, a decently priced city that's getting a little bit more, that's getting more expensive, as is Costa Rica. Costa Rica is not the cheapest place. You know, go to Colombia, go to Ecuador, go to Peru if you want lower prices. Don't come to Costa Rica. It's just not that cost efficient. But I love it here, etc. So this place is excellent for me because you got two bedrooms upstairs, two bedrooms downstairs, and they're two separate units. So I can Airbnb the bottom part out. It's a tourist town, so high season. That thing pays the rent downstairs. Um, but these places are very hard to find. You know, I found what could easily be a vacation rental that the owner was just trying not to, didn't want to run it as a vacation rental. So he just wants one person in there, somebody like me who has to take care of this place, which is not easy uh, to do. And that's a downside of it, right? Find a place in an apartment building where there's no maintenance. You think it'd be cool. You know, I thought it would be cool to have a house with the garage and a pool and all this fucking pool turned green like two weeks into me being here and now I'm paying quite a bit of money to be able to have someone to maintain the place right some things in Costa Rica are expensive some things are are not expensive pool maintenance and the chemicals uh, happen to be expensive and other things like labor uh, are not so expensive so I have someone here who can help me in the garden etc so but that's a huge time sink for me. I enjoy it. I'm starting to garden. I'm starting to try to grow my own food. So that's nice, but it's kind of difficult. Um, you know, it wastes time. And if you're a digital nomad, you don't want to have to deal with that shit. So find a place in a city, choose your dwelling. That's convenient. Ask around, lose my girlfriend in under 30 experiences yoga teacher found a great place to stay in Bali for $20 a night. And this is not a hostel. This is private room. Uh, yeah, uh, an amazing place right next to the yoga barn. She could walk there. Shouldn't have to mess around. Um, it's safe. She loves it there. So, uh, and I think I mentioned this, but avoid tourist areas if you can. I mentioned that this place was really hard for me to find, right? It's a great place to live because if you have a nice place, 
you're going to rent it to tourists and make a lot more money. I got lucky here. Barcelona, apartment prices have gone way up because everybody rents short term there. You know, New York, San Francisco, even in Austin, all this, this stuff is happening, the Airbnb effect, etc. So um, that is, those are my quick tips on finding a place. Now, pay attention to quality of life. That is so important. Um, you want to do something. You want to learn from travel. You want to be energized from travel. You do not want to wear yourself out. Uh, you're not going to be able to do good work. I was absolutely exhausted backpacking through Southeast Asia trying to keep up with a 40-hour work schedule. Monday through Friday, I would work. And then on the weekend, I would travel to my next destination, get set up deal with the shitty Wi-Fi, not know where to get something to eat, not have any exercise, uh, not have the things that I needed to make me successful and happy. And I was stressed out the whole time. So that's not fun. Don't do that to yourself. Um, just scrolling through my article to see what else there is uh, here. But I think that about covers it. Again, uh, choose your city carefully. Choose your dwelling carefully. Find a safe place where you're not going to have to be stressed out. Find a place with security if you can. Find a place with a safe if you can. Nothing's going to ruin or, or end your life as a digital nomad than getting all your shit robbed or worse. So try not to do that. Uh, pay attention to your quality of life. You know, quality of life is such a huge thing because you can take advantage of places that are not as expensive as, as the United States, right? In Costa Rica, cleaning lady costs $20. It's the best $20 that I spend every week. In the United States, it's over $100 for somebody to come and clean your, your place, um, especially in in the bigger cities where people with digital work are living like New York, LA, San Francisco, Austin, etc. So that's tough, right? Uh, so cost of living, that makes my life so amazing. Uh, you know, you can have things like a private driver for very cheap. If you're in Indonesia, it's not worth ever trying to take public transit or rent a motorcycle. It's not worth your life, right? Uh, every time I'm in Bali, and I've been at least five times, there's a traffic jam, and it's because some tourist is spilled out on the side of the road, gushing blood because they don't know how to drive like they do in Indonesia. So be safe. Have fun. Uh, take advantage of what you can live life to the fullest. That's all I got. Appreciate you guys. Hope you guys set out on your own journey to become digital nomads yourself. Enjoy it. Pura Vida from Costa Rica. If you enjoyed this, please leave me a five-star review. I want other people to hear this. I really do. Share it with somebody that you know, but the reviews help me so much. Uh, because that's how other people discover the content via iTunes. So I appreciate you guys. I would appreciate you guys doing that for me. Check out under30experiences.com slash blog for show notes, tips, links, resources. 
have an awesome day. Yo, Live Different Podcast listeners, you know what to do. You love the episode. If you listened this far, go to iTunes. Show us some love. Please, that's all we ask, a little five-star review. Just a little review. That's all we need. Send it to a friend who needs to get their ass in gear. We're trying to do good work here, and we need your help. Hey, you know what? Special offer. Send me an email personally. I will write back. Matt at under30experiences.com. I want to know your feedback, and then I want to meet you in person. Maybe our yoga retreat, maybe our fitness retreat, who knows? Check out under30experiences.com. Go do something awesome with your life.